Hello and welcome back to the Find Your Feet podcast, a podcast show dedicated to helping you get closer to your true authentic self by helping you find your feet in life. Welcome to episode 88 and today we are joined by a very exciting guest. We have Grace Hazel on the show today. Now Grace is a women's healing and sexuality witch and mentor. She's a female CEO. She's the host of her own podcast, Conversations with Pussy. She's a writer, a speaker, an overcomer of chronic vulva pain and a devotee to women's pussies worldwide. She's on a passionate mission to guide you to take empowered ownership of yourself as a woman so that you can vibrantly reclaim your body, sexuality, and power in order to radically transform your life. Now, you might be wondering, why are you talking about vaginas on a self-help podcast? But the link between your sexual energy and reclaiming your body has a massive link between how you feel free to express yourself in this world, how you feel free to use your voice to step into your power, how it links your creative energy, your money-making energy. It's very, very closely linked and something that people don't speak about much and it's very interesting. So we go into a whole load of different avenues today all around the vagina and how it's going to impact your life. So I'm not going to say anymore because you've listened to the rest of the episode, but keep an open mind as you come into this episode because you will be, will be mind blown and probably hear a lot of things that you may not have ever heard before. But before we get into the chat with Grace, I just want to remind you guys that we've got our webinar coming up at the end of July. So on the 29th of July, we are hosting the Self-Belief Embodied Experience Workshop live on Zoom at 7 p.m. GMT running for two hours and it's going to be an amazing evening full of injecting you with self-belief, all of the tools, tips and knowledge you need to really embody self-belief and believe in yourself and feel more confident and just step into your power. But we're also combining the evening with embodiment practices, some of our favorites that have really helped us tap into the wisdom of our body, just these practices that have really changed our lives recently that become a big part of our own personal development journeys. So we will be bringing you a little bit of intuitive dance to help you drop into your body and start to tap into the relationship between accessing the wisdom you already have inside of you through intuitive dance. It's going to be very fun, but don't worry, no cameras are on, no one's going to see you, so please no one get put off by the thought that they might have to do a crazy dance routine on zoom that's not going to happen it's just a small part of the evening and at the end of the evening we are joined by our favorite breath worker breathe with james and he's going to guide us through a 30 minute breathwork session for manifestation so you can really really embody that self-belief visualize what you want and work with uh breath your breath to really create that feeling in your body and it's just going to be an opportunity for you if you've never done breath work before to learn from the best because James is the best in the game and to just experience what breath work can do for you because it's absolutely life-changing so it's going to be really fun community-led evening there's so many of you already got your tickets and we are just so excited and if you are in another country and you can't join us live um because we have had some questions about this we are going to send out the replay so everybody that buys a ticket If you can't attend live, you can watch it later on the replay so you can still join in the fun and experience it. So if you were unsure about that, 
uh, and you're in another country, don't worry, you can still access on the replay. But if you've got any more questions about the workshop, do come and chat to us on Instagram at Find Your Feet Podcast, and we'll be happy to answer any questions. But to grab your tickets, just go to our website, findingyourfeetpodcast.com. Tickets are on there. I've left a link in the show notes of this episode. But we are super excited. It's going to be a lot of fun, and you are going to be leaving, vibing high, believing in yourself, full of self belief, self love, and picked up some new hobbies of intuitive dancing and breath work but that's all for now let's get into the conversation with grace okay so just like to start by welcoming the amazing grace hazel onto our show thank you so so much for agreeing to come on oh thank you so so much for having me you two We've been so, so excited to talk to you because you are really one of those women in the space that are just so expansive and so inspiring and everything you put on on your podcast, on your platform, like just so many things have changed our lives, even just from reading it. So we're very excited to bring you to our podcast. But if you could just start by telling us a little bit about Grace Hazel and what it is that you do. Totally. So what I would say that most people or most folks probably know me for is to be very obsessed with vaginas. And so within my work, I support people to get into deep connection, deep relationship with their vagina. And through that access their relationship to sexuality, their relationship to their creativity and everything that comes with that. So that's essentially what my job is. Wow. <laughs> that's why I'm so excited to get into it because you don't really hear many people no. say that, do you? Yeah. That, like, that is their profession. But so obviously, it's very interesting what it is that you do. I would love to know what led you to working within this field. Yeah, of course. So I've been on quite the slog of an initiation in order to get into this field. So as you said, you don't really hear people that often say, I do vagina work. And (laughs) quite frankly, when I was born, I didn't consider as, you know, a a small child, I was going to be a vagina witch or anything like that. Um, And just essentially a series of events through my lifetime brought me to do this work but really what got me to be initiated was a um, condition called vulvodynia which is a chronic neurological pain condition which resided in my vagina which meant that every time I had sex it would be painful after I had sex I'd be in heaps and heaps of pain and so my navigation over my kind of early years interacting with sexuality was also, um, let's say, shadowed with this experience I was having with pain during sex. So I had to spend a lot of time, first of all, going to hospitals and having them come up with fun um, prescriptions, which included like big pain relief, things that you can rub onto your vagina, like creams that numb it down. And eventually I was offered a um, operation, which was to remove a part of my vagina, the part that was particularly hurting. So I went down all of these routes and things that I was being offered by the medical system. And it was just making everything so much worse. Um, And so eventually what happened was that I was like, I don't want to put my healing in the hands of another person, which is essentially me saying I don't want to put my power in someone else's hands any longer. And what I had to do was turn to holistic healing and understanding my body more and learning that 
my body is like this incredible vessel which holds information. And if my body's in pain, instead of trying to cover up the pain, the message is to listen to it. So I spent years and years and years developing a relationship and a communication with my vagina so I could unpick and unlearn all of the um, associations I'd have with sex, all of the past pieces of trauma that had kind of got stuck in my body, especially in my vagina. And through doing this, I realized that a lot of the people that I would speak to would feel very disempowered around their sexuality. They may have been getting things like um, recurrent infections or vulvodynia or just feeling completely disconnected to their um, sexuality, their libido, their sex drive. And so through that, I began to see that not only was it that I needed to go through this process, but it was something that I could offer and teach to other people too. So of course, that's kind of like a real crystallized, <laughs> diluted or or put into a very like short paragraph version of how I got into this work. But it was essentially through my own healing journey with Olvidinia. Wow, I think it's so amazing. I think I love how you got to that point where you decided that you didn't want to put your healing in the hands of somebody else. And, you know, from taking that more holistic approach, you, you healed that chronic condition that, and even just on a smaller level of like, uh, just infections and things like that in the vagina that a lot of women suffer with. So many people never, ever think that it's maybe linked to what we'll obviously speak about, like, in, it's not being in your power and th- things to do with like your throat shock and everything like people just never think that that could be causing you or how you're showing up or your partner not being aligned with you that you're sleeping with that could be causing these like infections so people just always assume no it's just like purely a scientific thing when obviously like our vaginas hold so much wisdom and um and we like tap into the consciousness there like you can get such powerful messages and and yeah, obviously go on a healing journey if that's what you need. Like, it's just, it's amazing. And I love, um, I, lo- I love your, your journey and how you now share this with so many people and so many women, because obviously it's not very commonly spoke about, but if it's brought to women's attention as an alternative to maybe what could help them with what they're struggling with, it can be so life-changing. Totally. Like when I was navigating this sense of I've been diagnosed with vulvodynia and as I said earlier just the the things that doctors were prescribing me what I always say to people is that the the world of science and holistic medicine really marry together super well um and I feel like there is so much space for yeah like being really aware of the practical or the physical things should I say that are happening in the body and looking at treating those things however I think when it's something that is recurrent and chronic and especially with pain conditions there's so much going on scientifically in the body get my words out physiologically in the body but also energetically emotionally and I think that's sometimes where science kind of has this break of okay we're not looking at the spirit of this we're not looking at the emotions of this we're just coming at it from a practical way and it's my belief that when we can empower people to understand that there is emotion and spirit held in all of our body but that doesn't then stop at our vagina like our vagina holds probably what I I mean I love vaginas so I'd say the most wisdom so when we can empower people who even if they're not having any physical symptoms or emotional symptoms in 
their life around sex or their vagina, if we can empower people to understand this knowledge, like there is way more than just the physicality of your genitals, I think it just really changes the game in the way that we approach not only sex, but the way we treat our body, the way we approach our creativity. It it, it changes the game. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing. It's um yeah, and when you start to tap in with it with in that journey within yourself, it's like kind of mind blowing the, mm, the connection wisdom. you start to feel to like your vagina, your womb space, and how like when you start to consider the energetic and the emotional levels and the levels of spirit of what's going on, it can actually make you alleviate physical pain there. And I've had that experience within myself like not even that long ago, and it was it's really crazy like how this can happen. But um, so for, for like women listening that have never ever heard of like this concept before of like empowering your vagina in this way what uh, and they they're not necessarily experiencing physical pain but they want to start to like connect with that connect with the energy down there and they want to um start to receive communicate like open up a line of communication between your vagina and your like mind so you can listen to the messages you can listen to what it's saying you can honor it you can make better choices like honoring your vagina what what are some ways that you suggest that women can start to like any rituals or anything where they can start to really tap into the consciousness down there yeah sure and I mean it it can come in the most simple way it doesn't have to be a huge ritual or you don't have to you know get your candles out and wait to a full moon to connect to your vagina it can literally just be now in this moment deciding hey I'm going to develop a relationship with you and what I really feel to be an easy way to do that is to stop and to simply close down your eyes and you can place your palms towards your vulva, your vagina, even your womb space if you own a womb and just start to breathe and and gather your awareness at your vagina, at your genitals. And so you're just breathing in and sending the breath all the way down, down, down to your vagina, and then you're letting go and seeing if you can relax the pelvic floor, the vaginal muscles. And simply that alone is sending awareness. It's sending a, a internal awareness to your vagina. And that on its own will simply bring up a level of connection that probably if you've never done that before will be quite mind-blowing. So the, the one thing or the first thing that I will do for people that I work with is to get them to simply breathe into their vagina, maybe just internally say, hello <laughs> what's going on down here and usually there will be a lot going on so I say a lot it could be that you feel absolutely nothing at all because there is a disconnect or it might be that you start to navigate a sense of emotion there and for a lot of people that have had a lifetime of disconnect from their vagina usually there is just a pouring out of grief because when we realize that we're allowed to have a connection with our vagina that we're allowed to have that relationship it's like a sense of like, oh my God, I've lost all of these years not being in right relationship to you. And so lots of people have come back to me and been like, oh my goodness, I feel like I've just experienced or or met God between my thighs simply from me saying, hey, let's take a few moments to breathe into your vagina or I'm not breathing into their vagina. They're breathing into their own. <laughs> but breathing, they're breathing their awareness into their vagina and just saying, hey, how are you can literally be the the key way of just 
opening up, forming that that new conversation with your pussy that hasn't happened before. Yeah, I think that is so, so powerful, especially what you were saying about how it's kind of creating that connection because so many women are disconnected because I've certainly experienced that. I um, suffer with like chronic cystitis for years and years and years. And I was actually saying to you the other day, that I never ever considered I mean I never considered the energy or anything like that when I was trying to heal it was always like oh can I have antibiotics painkillers like I was quite unaware at the time but also not only that when I think back to it I think oh my god the relationship that I had with my vagina was crazy like I hated it Mm. like I literally hated it I remember thinking one day that I wanted to chop it off and I know that sounds ridiculous but I honestly was like I literally want to get rid of it and now to go on this journey like with my like divine feminine awakening and getting more into my body I've realized how many years I spent disconnected and hating it and like that is energy at the end of the day and like that obviously that represents the pain yeah totally and it's like there are so many people out there who are feeling that sense of hate and I mean even even for me you know when you were like oh I just wanted to chop off my vagina at some points I mean mm. I was totally in that position I think one of my low points with vulvodynia was googling how, how can I have a vagina transplant you know like mm. literally just wanting to throw my vagina in the bin <laughs> and I get a new one and it's it's like the same with people who who um turn to like labiaplasty you know like there's this sense of um, well, I think with labiaplasty, it's usually about this sense of comparison of like my labia are too big, too small, or they don't, they're not symmetrical and they don't meet a certain standard that we see in the porn industry, etc. And there can be this real sense of disgust or shame, especially around our vulva. And it, it's so sad, you know, because with labiaplasty, that takes away so much pleasure when, when people, get it t- taken off or their labia um shaved down and it's just like if we were from a really young age told by the people who are, were, were bringing us up and and by the system and by just the way that we were educated that this is a sacred place that should be celebrated that holds like thousands of years of information and traditions where the vagina was celebrated I feel like we as adults now would be holding lots of different feelings towards our vagina in comparison to what I mean collectively a lot of people are feeling for their sexuality and their vagina so what you've just said is so common I've had it and I'm sure lots of people that are listening can also resonate with that feeling of like oh god I just don't really accept this part of myself Mm. yeah it's um it's amazing it's amazing to think about in this way and and it will will open like the minds to so many uh, Mm. women that yeah maybe were struggling with pain or just a disconnect in general and just never ever considered this so I I love the work that you do but um with women feel like feeling I want to talk about like the connection between your sexuality and like your throat chakra and your voice and kind of like standing in your power um because people like always like never think that like your voice and your throat chakra is is like related to your vagina and your womb space and um just they never think they're connected and never consider how like healing one can heal the other and and vice versa I'd love to get like your thoughts on on all of that and 
maybe how w- with working with your own clients and like the message that you put out there, how um, empowering your own voice um, and stepping into your power and communicating effectively about what you want and everything really impacts like the feelings you have in your vagina and everything. Totally. And there are so many layers to this. So I'll see if I can kind of bring it into some sort of succinct order <laughs> for <laughs> to answer this question. The first thing that I always bring awareness to is if the, if you look at the um, vaginal canal, and especially for folks who have cervixes, the cervix, um, and then you look at the um, throat. So if you go inside of the mouth and look at the throat with a, with a little camera, you will see that these two places have very similar, like they look very similar. Okay. And so it's also been proven that, that when we relax here in our throat, when we relax in our jaw, in our face, and especially is the jaw, our vagina naturally relaxes too. So I believe that in hypnobirthing, they actually encourage you when you're giving birth to breathe in through the nose and to really blow out like you're blowing a candle out through the mouth so it softens the jaw because that naturally then links into relaxing your vagina. So if you think of it then in in a way of energetically, if we've spent a long time closing down our voice or being shut down in our speech or the way that we are able to express ourselves, this will naturally bring in tension in the jaw, in the throat capacity because we're holding emotional trauma there, right? And so that then links again into the exact thing that I was just saying about hypnobirthing and this connection between the physicality, it starts to then develop into a tension within our sex center. And so the, the, that truth also applies the other way around. If we've been shut down sexually and our sex center is also a place of expression, like we express our sexuality because sexual energy is a form of creativity and we express creativity through our voice. We share that through our voice. So if we're being shut down in our sexuality, and our vagina starts to shut down or become tense that will also have an effect of the way that our throat is feeling so an example of that case study me (laughs) is that when I had vulvodynia I was um, holding a lot of trauma and a lot of stress and emotion in my vagina. And that actually showed up for me back in the day as that I developed a stutter. Like I was even like talking, I would talk to friends or I'd be in social situations and I would almost like stutter over my words. And also at that time, I wasn't telling anyone about vulvodynia like I was really ashamed I was really ashamed that I um, had pain during sex in my own view at that time I thought that that made me less of a woman because I believed that my sexuality um, was linked sorry my my um, worth was linked to my sexuality so it was a form of validation and so those things were linked, you know, I wasn't talking or speaking up about the shame I was carrying, which was linked to my sexuality. And so I was almost forming between those two energy centers more and more shutdown. Now, the moment that I started to speak and say out loud to friends, to family members, and then eventually to speak online about vulvodynia, what I noticed was that simultaneously, my vagina began to open up 
I started to feel my vagina more. I started to feel my sexuality more. And vulvodynia, that was like a layer of vulvodynia began to heal. That wasn't like the whole of vulvodynia healing, but it was a layer. It was a beginning start to it. So in those ways, we can see that it's like, yes, there's an emotional quality to the throat and the sex center connection. There's a, a physical connection there too. And then when we talk about the energy of that, of course, it's all really the same thing, but the energetics of that throughout the schools that I've trained in within sacred sexuality and, and tantra, like it, it was amazing when I learned this because I was like, wow, I really resonate with the, the teachings here. But they always say that the the throat and the sex center are energetically connected. It's all to do with free expression, the way that we express ourselves. Do we feel able to just be in, in this free place of expressing ourselves as who we are? And of course, that's always going to link into the way we um, express ourselves in our sexuality too. So there's so many links within it. So I, I feel like I've covered most of them. <laughs> um, yeah. So that is the link that I believe in. Yeah. That is like literally fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. Like so fascinating. And you, you see that like a lot of people we look up to, like including yourself, you see it that like your voice is empowered by the way you are empowered by your sexuality. And I feel like that's something a lot of people do not consider when they feel like they, like, they can't speak their voice like, how is their sexuality linked to that? But I would love to know as well, like what steps you kind of took to empowering that. Because I feel like all people would love to empower their voice. And we do have a lot of people saying that. So it's like, they feel like they might have something wrong with their throat chakra. They want to unlock it. They want to empower it. And obviously, as you just said, it's very linked to our sexuality. But how would somebody start with working with both of them and trying to unblock both of them? Yeah, totally. So first of all, I just want to say one thing about sexuality which is that we've been prescribed this view of sexuality as being like this thing that we do or this thing that almost is like we're either sexual or non-sexual or we're sexy or we're not sexy we're feeling turned on or not turned on and it has become something that I believe has turned into a currency, sexuality. Um, I believe sexuality and its truth is just our life force. Like we were made from sex. So sexual energy, life force energy, creative energy, all feels to me to be like the same thing. And it's only through this almost patriarchal manip manipulation of sexuality that we've been in disempowered so we now see it as currency yet every single person here who is listening no matter what gender they are what they identify as they're all literally living because their body is pulsing with sexual energy with life force it's like our energetic being right so for anybody who's feeling disconnected, I, I guess I just wanted to say that to be like, we we never have lost our sexuality. It's always there. It's generally just under layers of conditioning, belief systems, physical blocks, energetic blocks. And so it just takes a little bit of a journey in order to access it, that, that stream, that flow again. But it's never gone. And it's never gone. That's just the thing that I wanted to add, <laughs> just firstly. So in regards to the throat and how to open up the throat and have that linked to sex and how, how that linked to sexuality, 
my feeling is that first we have to address shame and by that I mean sexual shame um I believe that most human beings come into this world really in a place of not holding sexual shame at all because why would we you know we've just come out of the womb (laughs) we're having a great time um and then when we come out of the womb like all of the layers of conditioning from parents, our caregivers, our siblings, our friends, our first sexual experiences, all of the first masturbation memories, all of those things are like layers and layers of of, of pieces can happen that hold sexual shame, essentially. And we tend to, because we're not encouraged to talk about this, hold on to that and it brews within us okay so it's almost like it becomes more and more shameful and more and more like we can't speak of it so my first um invitation for people is to find a space where there is a safety in opening a dialogue about perhaps those moments that you found sexually shameful so (laughs) i'm gonna give an example of a client Um, I won't say her name or anything like that. I'll just simply just kind of give like a a vague story of it. But she would spoken to me and said, like, I'm just holding so much shame. I'm feeling so sexually disconnected. And I really think that it links into this one thing that happened when I was younger. And I was like, okay, well, let's talk about that thing. You know, let's, let's open up that space. we're, We're in a safe container now. And so she went into detail about everything that experience had been when she was a little girl. And um, I don't know what came over me because I've had so many years and years and years of training, trauma training, safety training. And, you know, the one thing that we don't do is laugh in someone's face. But I don't know what came up over me. But I just found what she said so innocent and funny and sweet that I just started (laughs) giggling. And I was like, oh my gosh and she apparently this is what she reflected to me on on afterwards that she said um oh my god initially I was like why is Grace laughing at me oh my god and then suddenly she burst into complete and utter laughter because she realized in that moment that everything that she'd been holding as the most shameful thing that had ever happened to her wasn't actually shameful at all it was quite sweet and funny and it was like within that cut out of the heaviness of shame we both together found such lightness over a story that had kept her suppressed (laughs) for the whole of her life and from that moment she was able to start to go oh so if that wasn't shameful how about this story you know and she was able to start to speak of these things and release herself from the energetics of any of the emotion that she'd carried with those stories so the first thing is beginning to find safe spaces hopefully where someone doesn't laugh in your face (laughs) 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 me. Um, but yeah just to find a safe space to start to speak about things that you may be holding on to another thing to add is that our voice like our sound is so activating I was in my friend Holly Roxanne's workshop some months ago before she gave birth to her beautiful baby um and she did a sound activation workshop and I kid you not I was making sound and we were just doing like humming and and making tones in our voice and I came out of that workshop and I was wet as in my vagina was dripping wet with pleasure 
And I was so shocked because I was like, what What happened, you know? And I chatted to Holly and she was like, it's that throat um, vagina connection, you know? If we're toning and we're sending that tone from the throat and we're opening up the throat, the same is going to be re- responding in the vagina. Now, we have been shut down a lot in our voice when it comes to making noises of pleasure. So most of the time there's I don't normally hear lots of people going "Mm, oh my god that tastes so good yes we (laughs) we do that but it's like we almost like dull down our self-expression or our tone or our yummy noises because we don't want to like offend or anyone to be like who is this chick making these orgasmic noises (laughs) so I feel like we want to the thing to start doing is start to find pleasure and to express our pleasure in other aspects of our life that doesn't always have to do with sex. Because once we start to free ourselves into going like, why why would I suppress my pleasure in this moment when I'm eating the best chocolate cake? Or why when I see this like beautiful sunset in front of me, would I hold back the, the noise of my pleasure for seeing this gorgeous sight, you know? So starting to invite yourself to be free in that because then we can start to relate that into when we're having sex, right? And what I see or hear or know is that pornography and and like the the really kind of like man-focused pornography has this tendency to show women who are making like really almost um it's dramatized right because it's porn if it's if it's like um you know the type of porn we're talking about rather than like women's focused and authentic real porn it's like the women will be making quite um dramatic noises that are really high pitched (laughs) and it's like you know like I think there's lots of people and I can say for sure that I've faked many orgasms in my time we're like told to fake these noises in order to please the the person that we're with and when we can start to access actually what our noise is when we're in pleasure, especially when it's during sex, especially when it's to do with like our base, our root, our noises become so primal. <laughs> it's like, it's almost like a grunting when it gets to that deep animal primal pleasure sound. So in order to access like freedom and making whatever noise is actually coming out of our body during sex, which creates more pleasure because it opens up our energy centers, which allows our orgasmic potential to open up. We need to start at those basics of like just feeling comfortable in making tonal noise, just feeling comfortable speaking about sex. Because once we start to release those layers of I can't do this, I better keep my voice small. It then starts to reflect in how we show up when we are having sex with partners or partner a partner or ourselves. Just interrupting the episode for a quick little ad break to let you know about the people that make this podcast possible, our sponsor, BetterHelp. That's HELP, H-E-L-P. Now, BetterHelp are a professional, secure online counselling service and they are available for clients all over the world. So wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, because we have listeners across the world, you can access BetterHelp services because it's literally just therapy online, whatever country you're in, it's available to you. 
So whatever you're struggling with at the minute, whether it's anxiety, depression, OCD, grief, anything, there is a therapist on BetterHelp that is perfect for you and your current blocks and what you want to work through. Their therapists have a huge range of expertise, so they will find you someone who is a perfect match for you. But even if it turns out that you aren't keen on the therapist they match up with, because it's very important that you vibe with your therapist to get the most out of it, you can change for free as many times as you want until you're happy. Another amazing thing about BetterHelp is you don't have to wait long to access their services. Once you fill out a questionnaire and sign up, all you need to do is wait 48 hours and you will get matched up with a therapist and you can be seen getting the professional support you need from the comfort of your own home. You access it through their website or on their app. However you want to communicate with your therapist, whether that's text, email, video calls or phone calls, they will work around you and you don't have to even leave your home. You don't even have to have a computer. You can just do it from your phone, relax at home and get therapy, which is perfect. They are also way more affordable than your traditional offline counseling and they're very kindly giving our listeners an extra 10% off their first month of therapy. So to get this discount, all you need to do is go to the link better help.com forward slash finding your feet that's betterhelp.com forward slash finding your feet i've left the link in the show notes click through there you fill out a questionnaire and the discount is automatically applied and you will be seen by therapists in just two days and you can get going on your therapy journey but we have spoken to some of our listeners who've been using better help services and they've had the most amazing results and just absolutely love their therapist and it's just so amazing to see you guys blossoming and really taking control of your mental health so you can really experience life how you deserve to feeling happy and content and at peace that is how life should be so therapy is such an amazing tool to get you there if you don't feel like you are in that place at the minute but there is no shame in therapy it's literally just like taking your mind to the gym and you are so worth investing in to get the support if you need it but that is all for now let's get back into the episode Wow, it's literally <laughs> amazing. It's such good um, advice. And yeah, such good answer. So in depth. Yeah, I love that. I think that um, a lot of people just assume that your like se- like you, what you were saying, your your sexual energy is like your life force energy. So it's like your creativity is everything. It's how you bring about new things into the world. Like it's not just specifically related to the act of sex, which I think is what people always assume. So then to hear you saying, "Well, start to activate your voice through." you know the pleasure noises from eating amazing food and like you said taking in a gorgeous sunset like people never connect the dots between between that and um and I like that what you said as well about it being um how people think of it as like currency and and really we just need mm. to like em- em- fully embody that energy throughout everything we do with like without shame and and that's how you yeah it just makes sense yeah. like when you hear it and you think about it within yourself like it just makes so much sense within your body and your mind it's it's amazing. I love what you were saying as well about like um, with like eating and going because mm, yeah. me and Grace have been saying that recently we've like started doing this thing where we're just going to, mm, yeah like a lot more. And we was like, is this from our awakening? I don't no, know. No, so we, we recently we've been doing a uh, we've been working with um, I don't know if you've heard of her. She's called Farrah Rising on Instagram, but she's like a central dance teacher. And mm. um, so we're, we've been working with her recently, and then. Um, and as as a byproduct of literally doing this like central dance course and you know, tapping back into that energy more, and we have been making those noises, yeah. and we realise we're like in a po- in the middle of a podcast, and we're just talking about something that really agree with the point, and then we're like, mm. Mm. yeah, and then we're like, whoa, <laughs> and we didn't used to like make noises like that, and um, it's so yeah, it's really it's really interesting to hear you um, 
explain it that way. Um, but I'd love to know as well, because you speak quite openly on your Instagram stuff about uh, money and money mindset and, you know, making money, especially as a woman and in business and stuff. And I'd love to hear some more about your thoughts on the connection between like money consciousness and like the throat chakra, your central energy, all of that stuff and how that's linked into it. Um, because I think so, I always find that so fascinating and mm. so many people assume that they are not connected at all when, when they really are. And um, yeah, you're someone who shares a lot of information about that. I find it really, really interesting. Oh my God. Yeah. So the first thing I'll say is, and I think I now live in a world where everybody talks about money and sex very freely so I sometimes I'm like is this still true but I do generally believe that um the most of the the human population do tend to hold this sense of taboo around talking Mm. openly about money and sex and so there's this like great taboo about asking someone how much they make or how much they charge or even just talking about the amount of money that they've got or that they have invested or they've saved or like their relationship with money. It's like a really off the topic subject that brings a lot of edge in for people. And the same exact thing happens about sexuality. If we start asking questions about sexuality, these are all sort of subjects that we have been educated not to bring up at the dinner table you know it's like don't talk about that and so the energy for me is again like we 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 don't talk about it because it's taboo and the more that we can actually start to go uh I'm just gonna liberate myself into these conversations and have a conversation openly about this thing it lets it go lets go of a lot of the shame or the energy that's held behind it um, and starts to allow us to be a little bit more open, which creates energetic space for these parts of our life to also open at the same time. So, to, so we start to see our patterns very clearly. So my belief is that the same process in which we take to sexually liberate ourselves, we also take a very similar path to liberating ourselves around money yeah so it's like the the same thing as looking at our past belief systems around sex like what have the views of our parents what has our upbringing been around sexuality what early stories did we learn what emotions did we connect to sexuality the same thing applies to money right all of those questions apply to money and when we start to open up those questions we can start to see why we might have certain narratives around both of those subjects so that's number one we can heal in the same way around our um, sexuality and our money by looking back into our past because that's where all of these um let's say like these ways of being with money and sex come from and as soon as we see that we can start to change the story around it another thing to say is that when we think of sexuality, we go down to the root of us, right? We go down to the base energy of us. When we think about money, the same is true. So it's all linked in the same energetic system right at your root. This is because it relates to safety, right? So safety, security, grounding. So money, when we think about money, usually we're going to be either with enough money and we're going to feel safe and secure, or perhaps we're not feeling like we're earning enough or we're lacking and it will start to rock this base sense of us which is you know safety security am I okay to live here like it's home base so the energy center of money resides in the energy center of sexuality so when we start to work with one the other will start to also interlink too another thing to say is that 
the understanding or the the um the tools that we use into empowering your relationship with sex a lot of that comes into having boundaries and having a sense of self-worth and so we learn in sacred sexuality school and doing doing sexual healing work that we need to be able to support our sense of inner self-work in order to put in place healthy boundaries on what we would like to experience sexually and what we wouldn't like to experience sexually so we don't find ourselves in situations where we're crossing our own sexual boundaries and feeling like we've been used or, or, or all of the things that can come when people cross our sexual boundaries the same thing comes with money, that when we can start to honor our own internal worth, you know, start to have that inner sense of self-love and confidence, we can start to feel or we can feel like we can actually charge the prices that, that our offerings are worth, that we can put in place boundaries where we say, um, for example, I'm not going to do this for free, like this is my price. We can start to honor ourselves in the same ways in which we would do between sexuality and money. So there are many interlinks between them all, but I would say just in, in a sense, just to make it clearer, it's it's to do with literally the energetics. It's all in the base. It's to do with our self-worth, which link between sexuality and money. I now can't think of the first thing that I said, but it's to do with the first thing too. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Um, what you just touched on there about like, uh sexual boundaries and then obviously like the then having the feeling like you have the self-worth and the power to then say no like like you said I'm not going to do this for free or this is my price and stuff like that and I think sexual boundaries is um such a unspoken about topic and then so many people especially younger in your earlier years you go into sexual situations because because sex is a taboo subject so then you grow up I'm not sure exactly what they tell them at schools now but like we're only 24 so we were well, like, in school what like I don't know years six ago. years ago something yeah um they, it was just never never spoken about so there's all these like young people going into these like early sexual experiences having and on both genders having no sex education and then also having no discussions about what their sexual boundaries are and then having these like you know experiences that you know make them hold on to a lot of trauma and that can really hold them back through their life and so in terms of sexual boundaries what would you for someone listening that really feels like they don't prioritize their own pleasure with with sexual partners or and they're always just they 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 feel like their voice kind of like shrivels up and goes quiet or they can't seem to communicate what they want or um and what they don't want at what have you got any like tips of things that they could start to do to start to make them I know we spoke quite a bit about the throat chakra opening and things like that but have you got any more tips in relation to like sexual boundaries that people could take away and start to implement the next time they're in that situation they could think no I'm going to do this instead and honor myself like is there any kind of yeah little tips that you've got for people in that situation yeah, totally. And I guess, funnily, something that I haven't spoken about in a little while, I was going to say masturbation. And I know that sounds a little mm. bit random, but my first port of call for people so that they can feel with, that they're empowered in um, sharing sexuality with another person is that you learn about the pleasure of your own body you learn about the wisdom of your own body so that you feel empowered 
in knowing yourself, right? And what I feel in this is that there's lots of people that actually don't know how to ask what they what they want because they don't know how they want their body to be touched. They don't know what it is to feel a big, deep orgasm or they don't know what it is to feel like copious amounts of pleasure in their body because they've not accessed that for, for themselves. And it's my feeling that we can't expect somebody to know that without us knowing it already okay so it's not another person's job to allow that kind of access of pleasure to come it's our job to find that out about our own body through self-exploration like that's 101 you know know yourself know thyself (laughs) sexually um the next thing is to say that as you are coming into that sense of knowing self, they like get an intuition of the centers of your body. So I always teach this on my programs. We have our head, we have our heart, we have our belly, we have our sex center. We should be listening to those on a day-to-day basis when making any decision or intuiting any part of our life. If we haven't got a full body yes for something, then usually there's a part of our body or a part of our being that's a no. So when we start to really empower ourselves in day-to-day life to understand, oh, my, my body might not be a yes for this situation. And then we can start to honor the fact that it, it might be a no, because one part of our body or two parts of our body are, are out of alignment with what we're meant to be doing. We can start to hold healthy boundaries with people and say, hey, actually, that doesn't feel in alignment with me. I don't I don't want to do that. Whatever, you know, like there's, there's funny memes on Instagram where they're like ways to say no, 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 no. We don't have to like, <laughs> like jazz up the way that we say no to things. We just have to say, sorry, it's no, <laughs> I don't want to, you know. Yeah. Um, so finding ourselves um, getting into that practice understanding when we are a no and being able to honor it and the thing that I really love to teach within the spaces of of vagina connection is that if our body isn't a full body yes for touch especially if we um, are asking to penetrate our vagina and our vagina says no listen to that if our vaginas are maybe in a sexual situation if you are beginning to assert your boundaries I would say if you receive a maybe that's a no your vagina is not sure it wants to be penetrated your vagina or your body isn't sure that it wants to be touched so it's like honoring that as like my body's sacred my body knows is such an important piece because we've had this lifetime or I know that I did which is why vulvodynia actually happened for me we we have a lifetime of just saying yes and for me I was having this lifetime of saying yes to penetration when my body was completely not ready like I'd be like smashed on alcohol or you know like I hadn't been like turned on my vagina wasn't engorged like there was no way that I wanted like a cock or a finger or whatever inside me but I kept saying yes which wasn't in alignment with my vagina so eventually my vagina just built loads of armor and walls which showed up in pain and those armor and walls were its way of saying well if you grace aren't gonna say no then I will so for me there's this sense of 
it is our duty to listen to our body and to honor it. And if it isn't in alignment for us to do something in sex, we just need to hold like that deep sense of integrity for ourselves, knowing that it can be an, a complete act of like self-destruction when we allow people to cross our boundaries. And it's not that people are always pushing us to cross boundaries. It's because we're not asserting them, right? We're not just saying, hey, actually that doesn't feel good or can we stop because I don't feel like I'm into this anymore when we can start to allow ourselves to to speak that because it is a process of actually looking after ourselves when we can get into our mind that it can be harmful not to speak those boundaries I think it becomes a little bit um, easier to be able to do it you know because we know that our body is like it's it's it, it, no, I don't want to make it too dramatic but over the time of consistently crossing boundaries or our own internal boundaries, it can be a risk. It can be harmful. Mm. Um, so it comes back to, like you said, um, the throat communication, learning the art of conscious communication is one of the biggest, biggest, most amazing things that we can do. Learning how to say things from an empowered space of truth within us but also doing that in a way that's non-violent so it doesn't hurt the other person in front of us because a lot of time we can speak our truth but we can blame and my feeling is that when we can learn the art of conscious communication that will empower us in just having real conversations hard conversations in relationships which again once we learn that once we can establish that we can start to have those conscious conscious conversations during sex so Everything that we can empower ourselves to do in normal life directly reflects into what happens during sexuality. So if we can empower our voice by learning about how we're empowering our voice, like that is a a tool, it's a practice. If we can learn how to state our boundaries from a place that feels really internally powerful, that's going to help us in every aspect of life and also sex. So I hope that helps. Yeah, that was just an incredible answer. Everything you say is so good. And I honestly really, really think like there'll be so many people listening right now where this is like life-changing information. Yeah, absolutely. I just love it. And um, what you were saying there about like working with your body and if it's the full body, yes. Um, I would love to know like what that shows up for you as. Because for someone that may be listening that may have never experienced tuning in with their vagina or their body, and their intuition in that way I'd love to know like how that kind of feels for you because I think I heard on one of your podcasts where you were saying that in I don't think it was actually a sexual situation you were saying you had a feeling about a guy and you kind of felt it in your vagina how off that was and I think that represents like how in tune you are with your body so for anyone that thinks I want to get that in tune with my body I want to work with embodiment and listen to my intuition especially in sexual situations like if they are not sure if it's full body yes how does that show up for you Yeah, so I'll give you an example from the work that I used to do, um, the body work work that I used to do. So I used to do um, yoni massage. And so through that space, what's happening and yoni just to translate that in case anybody doesn't know that is the it's a Sanskrit word which translates into English as um, sacred space, sacred temple. 
um, and the female genitals. And so yoni massage is an ancient practice. And I used to do that for quite a number of years in my own personal or my own business practice. And um, the thing that would happen initially is that me and the person that I was about to work with would be like a three, three and a half hour ritual, would sit and talk about boundaries. And I would ask that person and tell that person that before I touch any part of their body or any intimate part, such as their breast, their vulva, their vagina, I will check in and I will get them to check in with whether they feel a yes, a no, or a maybe. So bearing in mind that yes, probably somebody that's coming to me for a yoni massage is probably in a place where they feel like, okay, I'm, I'm ready for this. I'm open to this. So they may have a, a small level of connection to their vagina, but also at the same time, lots of people were coming to me because they had such a level of disconnect. And the simple process that I would take them through, especially you know, I, I, I've had lots of people come to me for a vagina massage, right? And just to be clear, like these, these vagina massages f- were for essentially finding pressure, pain points, um, armored points in their vagina, using breath, using sound, using movement and emotional release to start to release the the physical um, tension, emotion, numbness in their vagina through massage and, and ritual and an energetic practices but um so those people would be coming to me for that and on quite a number of occasions I would get to the point we you know we'd been working for like half of the session with their body getting it into a place where they felt super relaxed and then I would come to um the point where I would normally enter the vagina and I'd say hey can you um or I'd lead them to just say please move down into your vagina take a few breaths connect in and ask your vagina does she or he or they, whatever they want to say, is does she feel ready to be entered? Does she feel ready to be penetrated? And sometimes people wouldn't have a yes from their vagina. They I would just say, what's the first, what's the first word or the feeling that comes to you? And a lot of the time people would say no. And I would say, thank you so much. Today in this session, we're not going to be entering your vagina because the best thing we're going to do today is honor your vagina's voice. Because again, it comes into this dishonoring and this ignoring of the voice over and over again, that which causes the pain and the numbness in the first place. So the simplicity, and of course, there were probably most of the time <laughs> during um, the only massage that people said, yes, and like, then we would go ahead and do the vagina massage. But that was only because they felt it, right? And so for me, I know this is sometimes quite, alien to introduce when you're first having sex with a partner and you know like you're just getting into this process of listening to your body I've been really like in a incredible situations with partners in the past when I was very into the tantra scene who would literally say do I have permission to enter your vagina and I would be able to have that moment of check-in I think we all deserve that moment of check-in before we we receive what we're going to receive, whether that be a cock, a dildo, a finger, a tongue, whatever. <laughs> I was about to say a pencil, that's not appropriate, but like, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. We need to have that moment of check-in for ourselves. And I feel like just asking, someone asking us, do you feel ready 
to be penetrated? Do you feel ready to be touched here? Do I have permission? It just takes away like all of this assumption that comes during sex, which is like, well, if we kiss, then I have permission to touch your boobs. And if I've got permission to touch your boobs, then now I get to touch your vagina. It's just such bullshit. We need to like learn about checking in and asking, hey, are you open for me for us to explore this? Can I touch you here? Because it gives us space to actually ask our body, do I is that a yes, no, maybe? Because even if you do feel connect disconnected from your body, you will if you ask, hey, vagina, how are you feeling? Are you ready? You will normally be able to sense an emotion or a feeling, even if it's minute, that says yes, no, maybe. And like, I'm going to ask you to like, I bet you know what it's like when your vagina is literally so open, so ready, and you're just like, ah, enter me. You know that <laughs> feeling? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and well, the difference maybe. between that and, oh my God, please never enter me. You know, like there's a yeah, 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 massively. So yeah. that's what, that's my answer to that question. <laughs> that's amazing answer. Yeah. I, this is such good conversation I am um, I love how much we've touched on the sexual boundaries and the empowering your vagina uh, like the and how when you're ignoring it and you're crossing your sexual boundaries consistently how then that manifests into maybe pain uh infections things like that in the vagina I think people never think about that like that but it literally makes mm-hmm. so much sense and it's just so great that um we've been able to speak to you about this and bring this information to more people um yeah it's just been so amazing so 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 amazing i can't wait to like listen to it back and like take every detail it's life-changing stuff yeah (laughs) thank you um i'm just gonna ask you one one more like slightly random question but you know you were saying about how like masturbation is really good for you to engage in when you're trying to like you know obviously learning what your what what is that makes you tick what is how do you access your own pleasures and you can effectively communicate that to your partner I think I've heard I think I might have seen you speak about this on Instagram or on your podcast or something before but I know that like quite a lot of people in the in the area of uh, the wellness world that you're in have um like opinions on this obviously when it comes to like uh, masturbation there's obviously toys and things you can use and um there's obviously like the crystal ones and things like that and obviously Mm. like most people think like commonly think oh yeah you just buy like a vibrator or whatever um they never think oh I'm gonna buy a crystal wand and and use that but what are your thoughts on on that because I know that I've heard other people say about how sometimes like vibrators can kind of numb out your vagina in, in a way like um and 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 what is your like um thoughts on using like the crystal wands and things like that because it is such a it's still quite a niche product that not a lot of people know about or understand why that might be better for them or what it can do for them rather than like the typical uh, toys that were just kind of marketed at the minute in, in society. I've got so much to say about this subject because it's such an area of trigger in the sexual Mm. um, education communities. And there are lots of different opinions. And if you stand on one side of the the fence, like there's a lot of like (laughs) abuse that gets hurtled at you. Um, I will tell you what I've been taught and I'll also tell you what I've reflected on. So through all of the teachings that I have learned, which have required me to dive deep into the understanding and the wisdom of the body through body work, through somatics, that 
if if we're using vibrators and that is the only way that we can reach high states of pleasure there is a sense to me and to the teachers that I've learned with that taking away a vibrator and starting to resensitize the genitals to what I would call normal touch which could be fingers it could be a tongue it could just be something that's not high vibrational it's supportive for the body to resensitize itself to experiencing deep pleasure without having to have this really like intense external stimulus in addition to that I will say that when it comes into those realms when we're looking at energetics of sex when we're experiencing intense stimulation physically it can be hard to tune into the energy of sexual energy So again, in all of the schools of thought that I've trained in, we're working more with sexual energy, expanding that through the system and allowing sexual energy expansion and flow to bring deep states of of, of orgasm to the body, okay? So I've been in a lot of situations where I've had the most intense orgasms or sexual experiences of my life and I'm barely being touched in my genitals, okay? And that simply comes probably because my blueprint is quite energetic. I get turned on energetically more than I do physically. So there's the first part. Like, I do believe it's not that vagina and vaginas, it's not that vibrators desensitize us. It's that if we already feel desensitized to touch, just touch with fingers or something that isn't high vibrational, high vibrational, it sounds like I'm being spiritual, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. That can be, it's like we want to resensitize by potentially not using a a a vibrator. Um, Mm. That being said, it is also my opinion that not to shame any form of how people get their kicks, right? Mm. So if somebody's using a vibrator, which like for goodness sake, like I I've used vibrators, I still get sent shitloads of vibrators through the work that I do. And sometimes I'm like, woohoo, I'm gonna give this guy a go. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, oh my God, that was so intense. I hated it. And sometimes I'm like, oh this is great. Like it brings me so much pleasure. It's not that I ashame vibrators at all. I think in whatever way that we can receive excitement pleasure etc let's go for it so if a vibrator is that then yay let's do it you know but if there is a desire to receive more sensitivity and to practice receiving more pleasure through light touch than not using a, a, a vibrator if you've only felt like that deep sense of pleasure through vibrator can be really empowering for you to receive and regain sensitivity um, from just a hand. So that's my opinion on it, basically. Um yeah, so either or, if you're using a vibrator grey, um, crystal dildos, just to tap into them. I do like them. I would say more on a healing sense I like them. I wouldn't say that I get a lot of um, 
like deep pleasure from using a crystal dildo but what I do think that they do is because obviously crystals hold a frequency they hold a healing charge so there's different types of frequent um different types of crystals for different types of healing for instance a rose quartz is probably going to support your vagina to soften to feel compassion to feel love a black obsidian is probably going to bring up trauma so using a well-shaped crystal dildo can support you to do vaginal massage with um with breath work, which can allow you to um, start releasing um, any blocked emotion that's held in the vagina. So that's my thought on crystal wands. I personally don't use them for um, pleasure purposes, but I know lots of people do. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you for your thoughts on the on that so yeah very enlightening yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know much about that at all it's very yeah. very interesting I definitely want to get a crystal one as well <laughs> I really want to try that I will um, say again like for anyone that's listening I don't want to shame like anyone yeah. for anything that they've done especially when it comes to vibrators and finding your pleasure and there are lots of people out there that haven't experienced orgasm and so mm. like in all aspects of like our sexuality we are simply finding what works for us and sometimes what works for us doesn't work for another person you know so we just again it's to do with that thing around masturbation like find what works for you because you're so unique your blueprint is so unique I'm turned on by energetics. Someone else might be turned on by something completely different. So we're not trying to all be like the same cooker cutty cooker cutter of a sexual creature. Like you're divine mm. and unique in your own way sexually. So like really liberate yourself in like everybody's different. Everyone has their kinks or and and their ways that they get off. Like honor yourself. It's okay yeah no it's amazing it's it's great to hear from uh you know someone like you speak about all these things in that way just encouraging people to I don't know have that like openness and curiosity within themselves to just find what it is that works for them I don't think that anything you say has been will make people feel shame or whatever the way you deliver it is really really like yeah. soft and kind and nice um mm. So yeah, well, just to like wrap up. So, what is the like number one thing for you know women out there to empower their vaginas? Um, what is like your one number one tip, piece of advice that you would want them to know? Just choosing to build a relationship with your vagina. I think that building your relation relationship with your vagina is the birthright that we should all know about, and. Mm that has been stripped away over the series of like thousands of years of shaming because it literally was shamed through the patriarchal rule or through society because I do genuinely believe that that we everybody knew it was powerful and they didn't want us to hold that power. So choosing to develop a relationship with your vagina is like one of the most important things that we can do in our life I believe personally it brings back so many deep pieces of ourselves that we never knew were missing prior to this point on and so the one thing that I feel is like a beautiful thing to do is like I said just like hold your vagina connect your vagina take a big breath in and just say today's the day that I choose to develop a relationship with you and I don't know how that's going to look but I choose today to open up that that portal for connection um and 
just like when we're making friends with somebody, we need to put the work in, right? We need to like spend time and develop a connection. It doesn't just happen overnight. And also I I like to use this kind of analogy. If we've (laughs) been a really bad friend for somebody and we've been really disconnected from somebody and we go up to them and we say, I want to be friends. We have to be open to the fact that that friend might turn around and be like, just fuck off. Like when I first connected to my vagina, my vagina told me to fuck off literally. And I cried for an hour afterwards because I was like, gosh, that was so harsh. But it wasn't (laughs) harsh because she was annoyed with me. (laughs) So be open to the fact that you haven't addressed this friend perhaps for your whole entire life. She may greet you with open arms. They may greet you a bit with annoyance, you know. It may be that they don't say anything back at all, but don't give up just because of the reaction or the non-reaction that you get. This relationship that you build with your vagina is literally transformative. It literally changes people's lives. Like the, the group course, The Awakening, that I used to run, I'm developing it into something else at the moment, um, which was literally just a six week course to support people to connect with their vagina. I still get emails from people being like that, just connecting to my vagina through that course has changed everything, you know? So just please know that this relationship that you choose to build with your vagina today could literally change the course of your life so <laughs> wow. amazing sensational you've been so so amazing and I'm sure by now our listeners are thinking oh my gosh I want to learn more people will probably want to come and work with you so where can they find you I know you've got like your podcast your Instagram and that course you just mentioned sounds really really interesting yeah so you can find me um mostly I'm posting on Instagram which is grace and it's three underscores hazel h-a-z-e-l and um at the moment I'm developing which is like an upgrade from the awakening which is that vagina course I was talking about I'm developing another vagina course which is um like I said the upgrade so that's going to be coming out next month so if you'd like to find out more about that just come over to my Instagram page and um you can sign up for my client waiting list and everything will be um open and ready for you in the next few weeks amazing incredible we'll definitely link all that in the show notes because people will want to get involved yeah Yeah, definitely thank you so much grace for coming and speaking to us sharing all this amazing 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 information that uh, it's going to impact so many people it's been beautiful I yeah, love it. so very, very, yeah. very <laughs> grateful right now for you oh thank you so much I'm really grateful that you chose to um, have me on your podcast so thank you for letting me share this wisdom and this knowledge it's for everyone yeah it's beautiful thank you so much yeah, thank you Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you've enjoyed it. If you want to find out some more about Grace, listen to her podcast, follow her on Instagram. We've linked everything, all of her socials, where you can go and work with her and where to listen to her podcast in our show notes. You can go and learn some more about your vagina and the whole world of that. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode, guys. Let us know what you thought. Come and speak to us on Instagram at Find Your Feet Podcast and share your thoughts with us. We love hearing what you guys have to say about the show. And if you enjoy our podcast and you want to leave us a little bit of feedback, show some love, we'd appreciate it so much if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts. Just helps the show grow. And we love to read them out at the beginning of 
a new episode. So leave us a review and we'll read yours out at the beginning of the next episode. But don't forget, 29th of July, it is our self-belief embodied experience workshops. You don't want to miss out on this. So if you want to get your ticket, the link is in the show notes, head to our website, findyourfeetpodcast.com to get yours because it's going to be amazing and I can't wait to see you there. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.